sports listeners. I'm your host, Erica Salda, the queen of team. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Welcome, everybody. We have started off the day here, February 1, with a full house. I'm so excited. In the house, we've got Christine Marie, Dr. Amy Salzman, Angela Miller Bevan from the Braille Institute. Ryer Carpenter, Don Sanders, <laughs> Dominique Cackett, and then we have our teens. And we're going to start off with our teens. We've got Romy Davies and Shakir Ahmad. How you guys doing? You doing all right, Romy? Shakir, you got yeah. you back on the courts. You're back on the yep. field. Mm-hmm. My last couple mm-hmm. of weeks have been dry. COVID has is, yeah. is hit Santa Barbara, but that's okay. But we're back now, so let's get in the house with Romy Davies. Talk to me. Okay, yeah, so now the games are all back. Um, Girls Water Polo has been doing really well. So this Wednesday they had a game, and the players Maria Biddle, Adam Sweet, and Layla Sizemax scored three goals, and two others each scored a pair in a 17-4 route against Santa Inez. It was a Channel League game. Um, their goalie, Olivia Bondo, also had four saves in one quarter of play. And, um, which is like just seven minutes. So four saves, pretty impressive. And then they've improved to 4-1 in the Channel League. And today they head to the SoCal Championships in Orange County. Ooh, that's our Santa Barbara Dawn recap. But Romy, what's going on with you and lacrosse? Lacrosse, we've started practices and we have our first tournament this weekend, actually. It's like not part of school, but it's like, we're entering our team in as a club and it's at the bowl. I mean, not the bowl, sorry, the polo fields. Um, but yeah, this Saturday and Sunday. So I'm excited. Are you ready? That's what I want to know. You're a queen. Yeah. You're, rep- you're representing. Okay. Yeah, there I'm ready. Go. I'm so excited. Nice. All right. You know, Ava is not wrong. She just like, and when she gives me the winky winky and she says, Romy's really, she did three reallys, not just two, not one. She said, Romy's really, really, really good. I'm like, oh my God. really, really, really? And she goes, really, really, really? I says, really? Really? <laughs> really? Wow. Nice. That's awesome. What's happening at the Mad Academy? Mad Academy is, so basically, I don't actually have Mad this semester we switched to new classes but we had a final project where we had to make a music video and that was really fun so I got to choose a song and I got to film with my friends and produce and edit a whole music video which was really fun. What song did you use? I used it's called Only My Dreams by the Marias. I don't know oh. if was it but yeah. Can you sing too? I mean, because you know, nothing would stop me from. No, like, I do like, not sing. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that Ava had pipes until like year three, and I'm like, huh. oh. And then she like sang on the show. Yeah, yeah she, she did. Was, yeah, oh yeah, no, oh, it's gosh. it was really good. Oh uh, yeah, and yeah. I even used that little piece as a break in between the segments of the show. It was oh. like really cool. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. she's very humble. No, she's she's so like, good. You know, Looking forward to uh, your season and and having you come back and sharing. And we really appreciate you, Romy. Stick around. We have college coaching first segment if you've got some time. But now in the house, we've got a royal recap with Shakir Ahmad. I got the royal recap. I'm shocking the air. Let's get into it. Ah. So let's start with wrestling because they are now back-to-back undefeated league champions. 
they've dominated, they've dominated this season, and they've been getting healthy competition. Uh, they've been led by Coach Sequences, and they've been playing work, hard work since the entire season, and it's definitely paid off. And then Juan Torres was last week's McDonald's Athlete of the Week with San Marcos, and Ambrose Park T was this week's Roundtable Athlete of the Week, so shout out to him. Uh, going into girls' soccer, they're currently 3-1-1 one one in league. They match up against Lompoc today. Or whenever this is being aired, oops. We got you. <laughs> yeah, and they're hoping to secure uh, another win in league. And they're second currently and hope to surpass Santa Barbara and win league for their second year in a row. Uh, boys soccer, they're currently 13-2-2 two two in season, 4-1 and one in league. They're currently tied for first with Santa Barbara, who they play uh, this week coming up. And, but before that, they take on Lompoc, and they have actually they have them twice back to back, and they're hoping to boost their record. Uh, the whole team is excited, ready right, to defend their league championship title and these next five games. So we'll see what's happening with them. Uh, hockey, world's hockey. Uh, they had a game Saturday, and they won their last overtime game five to four against the Cougars. Uh, so congrats to them. Girls Water Polo, Ava Stryker was an honorable mention at the round table this week. And overall, they are 4-0 in league. And after the last league game they had against DP, they won 18-10. So, shout out to them as well. And now to basketball. Girls basketball is undefeated in league. They're on track to win league for their first time in history. They have a very entertaining team to watch. Uh, they play at Lompoc and host DP on Saturday. And they hope to get a good crowd after the game because if they win this one, they got it in the bag. So, they're hoping to get some support from the fans, and I'm excited to see them win. And last but not least, boys basketball. They are 3-1 in league. Uh, we had a terrible start against Cabrillo uh, two Fridays ago. We lost by seven, but we got a revenge game at home on Tuesday and won by 20. And we got Hi. all the players in the game. So that was a good bounce back game. Uh, we also had a long, a non-long, a non League game in between those games against Windward, where we won 70 63, and that was a game we needed to win to boost ourselves for that next game against Cabrillo. We host Lompoc in our DP Saturday, and on top of that, I was also an honorable mention at the round table uh, last week. Yay! And apparently, I'm this week's McDonald's Athlete of the Week, which I did not even know until like five <laughs> minutes ago. So. <laughs> There's that. We have track and lacrosse getting ready to go with their seasons, and that's all I got. That was a lot. Nice. I thought when you were walking around that we were going to get the tour today of uh, San Marcos High School, <laughs> the Royal Tour. It's nice. Yeah, if you want a tour, we can do that. Yeah, that up next time. That's nice. That will be see. This way, I can see if you can talk and walk at the same time. Right. This is just <laughs> add that layer, right, to your broadcast. Yeah, that'd be dope. I just didn't want the connection to go out and like have to like. Be freezing all over the place, so like I was trying to get situated. Yeah, but maybe we can get a tour. Maybe we'll yeah, exactly. See. We'll see. All your all your homies they like doing peace out. Hey, hey, we're on the radio. Uh, hey, uh, hey. <laughs> I gotta watch out for people. I don't know. They'd be trying to like intervene and like. <laughs> I don't know. I'm scared. Gotta keep it clean. That. Gotta keep it clean. We don't know where these videos That's end right. up. That's right. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Shaq in the air. You're awesome. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Listen, we've got a big show. So what do we do? I'm going to cut it Thank off you. now. And we've got Riot Carpenter right after these messages.
back, and this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salt of the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Welcome back to Teen Sports Radio. If you're just joining us, I'm Raya Carpenter. I'm the owner of Balanced College Planning. I assist high school students with college research and the application process. You can find me at balancedcollegeplan.com. And I'm also very proud to run the counseling program at Bishop High. Go Cards! All right, so let's get into it. This time of year, I know it may seem a little soon, but it is time for sophomores and juniors to start thinking about how they'll spend their summer. So the reason for this is because colleges that uh, are holistic in their admission approach, approach and selective admission colleges, to them, summers matter. So having said that though, there are many colleges that don't pay attention to how you spend your summers. So for example, Arizona State University, they're going to admit students based on grades alone. But schools like UCSB or Chapman University, they take a more holistic view of admission. So that means they look at grades. Chapman may look at test scores. They may look at letters of recommendation from teachers and counselors, and both pay attention to how you spend your time in the summer, when you're not asleep, uh, when you're not doing homework, your extracurricular pursuits. Um, they do all of this with keeping in mind, though, the context from which you come. And I will get into that in just a minute. So again, selective admission schools will often say that they pay attention to how students spend their summer months. So should you take time for yourself to reboot, relax, and have fun? Dr. Amy is going to say, Heck yes, right? And I agree. You absolutely should be doing that this summer. But should you also consider career exploration, community service, employment, or academic pursuits in the summer? One of those things. For selective schools, the answer is going to be yes. So what kind of things are worthy of pursuing in the summer? This is where it, come, it comes down to your context or your, your life circumstances or your interests or your abilities, your financial background, maybe your family obligations. That's your individual context. So for example, if you are responsible for helping to pay the bills, you need to have a job, right? And so this in college admission is seen as being highly important and a valuable use of your time. So if you're employed, you know, stick with it, seek more responsibility, um, and wear that badge with pride. And even if you don't have financial need for employment, if you are someone who just takes that initiative anyway, you apply for a job, you commit to that responsibility, you're still building really important life skills, right? Dealing with angry customers, yay! Problem-solving technology or, or dealing with, you know, running out of supplies, proving that you're reliable, making connections with others, practicing your communication, all of that, I really don't see much downside to just good old-fashioned employment. Of course, employment isn't right for everybody. So maybe you look into volunteering or doing internships. And whenever you're going to pursue something like that, I, I really encourage you to Pick something that brings you joy, because if it's bringing you joy, you're, you're obviously going to want to stick with it for you know, years on end. Um, and when somebody asks you to write about it in your college application, you're just going to want to go on and on and on about all the activities that you've been up to with that. 
Um, so if you're looking for opportunities to volunteer or do internships, I, my, my first recommendation, just go to your school counselor and um, you know, ask for leads. But a trick for public high school students in Santa Barbara Unified is that you have an agreement with partners in education, and that provides uh, the potential for paid internship opportunities. So you can just uh, look that up on the internet, or again, just go to your school counselor and um, ask for uh, a lead with that program. And then another great uh, tip is to check out teenlife.com. And they have summer enrichment programs, internships. It's loaded with ideas. But the problem with this is that it can be these programs at teenlife.com. There are some that have scholarships, but a lot of them are pretty spendy. Um, and so you don't have to spend a lot of money doing you know, prepackaged programming in the summer. Um, so, so yes, if you have the you know finances and time available, and you want to apply to these programs, they give you a, a fabulous opportunity to work alongside professors potentially, take college courses, engage in research, and all that. But you can also uh, continue learning and growing by simply taking a UC CSU transferable course at Santa Barbara City College over the summer, and that's going to be a very very low cost. Um, and but just make sure if you do something like that, that you check with your high school counselor to make sure that you're following whatever rules uh, you know, are required for taking classes that are off your high school campus. Um, ideally, pick something that's going to help you, you know, engage in some career exploration or go above and beyond in a core subject area. And ideally, you want that course to go on your high school transcript. Final note, um, any kind of learning in the summer is, is a worthwhile pursuit. So if you simply love to read, then read, read, read over the summer and just push yourself to maybe try some different genres. Or if you love music, work on your craft, seek out opportunities to perform in front of others, maybe uh, reach out to a local retirement community and see if they would like you to perform. That is a wonderful way to give back with your skills. Um, so if you're feeling stuck, for ideas on how to make the most of your summer. Again, reach out to your school counselor for ideas. Um, hopefully some of this was helpful for you guys today. And if you are looking for more help, feel free to reach out to me at balancedcollegeplan.com. Nice right, job, Raya. This was a perfect topic that you touched on today. We did get a, a phone call from Bill um, Pintard, uh, GM of the Foresters, working on his 10th championship, and he asked me to plug the Foresters for internships. Um, so if anybody out there is interested in uh, working with the Foresters, you can go online and check that out. Um, and a quick question to you, Raya, say yeah. you had that kind of opportunity or say an opportunity at the Braille. Um, volunteering is volunteering. There's no there's no better volunteering. It's all volunteering, right? There's not a better place to volunteer. Absolutely. I mean, sometimes it comes, it might come into question if you're volunteering for, you know, your parents' private for profit business, right? That that's like, well, you're just helping your family out. But um, generally speaking, no, there's not uh, one that's valued more than the other. And again, I just think that if you can pick something that is related to something that makes life exciting, um, then that will be more valuable because it'll be more enjoyable for you. It'll fill you, your heart up and all of that. Um, and you're just, when it comes time to write your college essays, you're just going to be able to go on and on and on about, you know, 
how you were into it. But if you were just kind of like, oh, so-and-so told me I should go check it out. I, you know, me, I, I think go, go with the thing that excites you. Nice. And I had breakfast with Bill on Tuesday and the opportunity would be awesome, fun, engaging for some young person. So I definitely encourage you to sign up. That's a big plug right there. That's what I'm talking about. Anybody who's interested in sports, we've got a lot of teen athletes um, that we're aligning ourselves with the show. And I will definitely pass it, this on uh, to Shakir. So let's take another little break. Good, good chatter. Raya, as always, um, we're going to come back with oh, Christine Marie Woo-hoo! right after these messages. And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Welcome back to Teen Sports Radio. It's Tuesday, February 1st. And this is Christine Marie uh, with a view from the deck. And um, I want to welcome you also to the brand new Chinese New Year of the Year of the Tiger. And also to the new moon. It's a new moon in Aquarius. And let's see, Saturn is with that new moon. And um, on February 3rd, Mercury is going direct. Mercury has been retrograde, which means there's sometimes communication issues if that's happening, no matter what's your age. <laughs> um, and so um, with all these new, these are, this, is, this is a wonderful time with all this newness, the new Chinese year, the new, the new moon. Um, it's, it's also sort of a, um, in, in, a, uh, in the early, in, in Ireland, it was called Candlemas and then people would melt down their old candles from the old year into a big pot and then create new candles for the new year. So it's a beautiful, beautiful time to do some new intentions um, and especially intentions for the whole year. My birthday happens to be on February 3rd. So this is my whole solar return and my new year. And it's always a very, I don't know, this is when my new year is. <laughs> I start practicing it in January, in January 1st, but this is the real one for me. Um, and what I'd love to talk about is on this new year is commitment six of the 15 commitments of conscious leadership. And that commitment is called practicing integrity. And basically what it does is it takes the all the previous in a sense all of the previous um uh, commitments that we've made so far the first one being taking 100 responsibility the second one keeping a sense of curiosity the third one committing to feeling our feelings all the way through the fourth one committing to to saying what's true being being you know to being in a in a place of candor. The fifth one, ending gossip and refusing to be a part of gossip, listening or speaking. And the sixth is integrity, which says, I commit to integrity by feeling my feelings, expressing my truth, keeping my agreements and taking 100% responsibility for myself. And I think this is really powerful because, you know, integrity, I think what it talks about in, in the book, in the chapter, 
to be completely honest, I haven't read the whole chapter, but I am, um, you know, I'm going to be integrity here and be clear about that, be honest about it. But I, I understand it um, because it's really about um, not being afraid to show exactly who we are, being in an authenticity, allowing ourselves to feel our feelings and to be where we are and who we are, to speak authentically and to 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 keep our agreements and to make sure that that when we if we do let go if there is an agreement we don't keep that we take care of it right away we don't spend a lot of time making excuses saying why we didn't blaming anybody else we just say whoops okay now let's fix this and let's move forward so i think it's really important um one of the things a couple things to talk about is emotional intelligence that's when you're feeling all your feelings and so you 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 make sure that you're feeling you're honest with yourself too, when we're honest with ourselves and connecting in with ourselves and our feelings. And then being in conscious communication. Is there anything that we're withholding from somebody else because we don't like about ourselves or we're afraid to say? One of the things I've learned is that I found so important is that oftentimes the things I'm afraid to say or admit to myself or to anybody else are similar things that other people are afraid to admit, things I might be afraid of or ashamed of or things I haven't done. And the more honest I am with myself, I can be honest with other people. And um, so if we're withholding anything, what, you know, what, what, what do we want to share? And taking responsibility, you know, if, if we're blaming anybody else, I think, for every situation, I like to say there is a handshake, no matter what's happening. Um, we, we both have a hand in the situation and we have to pull our hand out. We take 100% responsibility for our, our um, part of whatever's happening. What did you say, is that, Dominique? Participation. Yeah, for our part of the participation. That, that means that I'm not going to take 100% responsibility for what you're doing over there, but I'm going to take 100% responsibility for how I'm reacting, for how I'm responding, for what I'm, you know, for, for my part in it. And I'm going to look at my part in it. If I'm super, super angry about something, I'm going to look at, wow, what am I really angry about here? And how does that relate? You know, am I angry because you didn't, you, you didn't call me back, right? And so now I'm really angry or you didn't text me back right right away when I thought you should. And I'm really upset, but maybe I'm not upset, but I'm upset because I think because I'm, I'm feeling abandoned or rejected when really you might not have gotten my text. Right. Or my phone call. So. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's really about just taking responsibility for ourselves and being in integrity and being honest and being transparent with other people. You know, John, I I bet you you've talked a lot with your kids and stuff about integrity because living an authentic life is all based on integrity. Yeah, Uh, my younger my younger daughter is a is, you know, very blazing example of living, you know, living, walking her truth in the world. And uh, she she has traveled to like 24. She's 22. She's traveled to like 24 different countries, paid her own way. She, she was at SBCC and was going to transfer over to UCSB, but she put it on hold because she didn't want to get that involved up. for just going online, for having online school. And, and uh, with the uh, pandemic, she, tra- she just rerouted into traveling all around the states. And so uh, she's kind of become like my mentor and my teacher, seeing her, uh, you know, shine brightly there. And so, so yeah, I, I just think, you know, Many, many times we've dialogued about fundamental things and and she there was a time in her teenhood when she shunned us. But, you know, now she seeks us out and we have 
the most amazing dialogues and things. So yeah, it's, it's totally, totally in that same wheelhouse. Well, the whole thing about telling your truth and understanding what, what got you triggered from the get-go is really important. It's something that I don't think, I think with time, you figure that out because yeah. why transfer all that energy onto something else? I know everything is reactive when you're a kid or, you know, you're, it's like Dr. Amy and I didn't even know this. Your, your brain's not even fully developed, especially the part that reasons things out. So <laughs> things depending upon your childhood and what kind of trauma, you know, you, uh, had to live through, uh, things are gonna get you, you, you heated, but nobody said to me when I was little, so, uh, why don't you look in the mirror? Why don't you think, you know, what, what, what's really going on here? What's, why are you so upset? I never had that stop in, you know, that, uh, kind of dialogue with an adult, unfortunately. The 60s wasn't very evolved, I don't think. Well, I'll have to say in the 70s, uh, I'm sorry, Donna, and then, uh, and then I'll, I'll let you go, um, is that I did have my mother say things to me like, well, are you angry at yourself? Well, what's going on? And as a child who didn't understand the concept, I would get really mad. I don't know. No, I just stubbed my toe, you know, but, but there are different things that relate into how, how what happens in our lives and how we're feeling about what's going on. So... Yeah, even if even if there is someone to say that to us, if we're not right there and with brain and emotional development, we may not get it, you know, or we can look back kindly upon it later. <laughs> yeah, I know. You, you bite their head off is what you do. <laughs> no. Shoot the messenger. That's what you do. Shoot them right between the eyes. You don't want to hear it. Go ahead, Don. I think it's important also to encourage beyond just the immediate circumstances. Like you have to, you know, you're you're focusing on their reaction, which may be confused and it, it may not compute why they're reacting the way, but if you can route them back towards like, you are so fabulous, my child, dream big. You know, you may only accomplish half of, of what you're dreaming about in your one sweet short life, like seize the day. You know, I think like the reason everybody was so, uh, was so enthusiastic about Hamilton is Miranda's vibrant, youthful spirit, you know, as Alexander Hamilton, as, as he sings that, I'm not throwing away my shot. You know, and and uh, my wife, by the way, has memorized that entire production and can recite it for you. But but, uh, you know, that just condensing years of history into that that lively rap, that's that's an innovation of of youth. You know, a new century will be built by the passion and power of youth, my mentor says, you know, so. And as Einstein said, the, the minds that created the problems are not the ones who are going to solve them. So. If we hold that in mind as as friends, supports, parents of, of these fabulous young people, you know, if, if there's if there's some kinks in the hose and you got to iron those out, fine. But always keep the big picture about how, uh, you know, there's there's a mission and a purpose for their being that only they can fulfill and we have to help them get there. Yeah, you know, it's interesting that you say that because part of the in, in this chapter too, they talk about alignment, which is about our purpose and our and 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 our direction and integrity is about knowing what it is, even if we don't know exactly, but um and 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 being devoted to what we are what's important to us in our lives. And then also congruence. How is what we're what is what we're experiencing also similar to what we're expressing? Right. I mean, how is how are we being honest with what's going on inside with what we're seeing outside and 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 the and even the even the confusion about what's happening in our own system? Wow, I'm feeling this, but this is what they're saying. And it's so different. Right. Yeah. And and how do mm -hmm. I go come into conversation with that? 
Yeah, another way to express that is being in rhythm. Like, um, you know, um, thanks to a very compassionate woman who was a co-worker in 1983, I was introduced to my, the, the chant of Nam Myoho Renge Kyo and, and, and uh, you know, joined that Sangha that I've been with for 38 years. And, you know, we're, we're taught that you're syncing your micro universe with the macro universe mm. by, by, that, by that chant. And, and then all sorts of things like, you know, line up, whether it seems as trivial as, oh, I found a parking place when I was running late and I needed that. Or, oh, you know, I met this person that, that gave me an opportunity. All those kind of things. It's, it's like, you know, if you, if you feel flat or you feel stuck, you've got to do something to, you know, raise your vibration. You know, as your mother used to say, if you fall down, get yourself back up. And, and, and so, you know, always, always with the spirit, you know, uh, believing in their ability to be able to do that. You know, I mean, like I say, there's kinks in the hose sometimes, and there's a lot of specific encouragement on this show about how you, you know, can deal with and unkink and, you know, undo those kinks. But yeah, always remember, boy, always, always remember there's a fab, there's a, a fabulous youth in front of you that you get the chance to encourage. Yeah. Yeah. I I wanted to say this, this, this reminds me of a tarot card, the change card, the two of pentacles that, that I think about, which is about, um, because, you know, as, as teens, um, I remember being a teen at certain times and, and, you know, um, our, our, our brain is still myelinating. We're still getting those emotional things, but the frontal cortex of our brain is the one that integrates um, our, our thinking with our feeling and our gut. Right. And those things are still coming online as teenagers and different things are coming into in, in, into into alignment for ourselves. And so it's this is the, the this card to me reminds me of integrating consciously my heart with my mind and my body. If someone says something to me, give it to my heart before I just answer. And then and then give it to my body to respond. Um, and then if, if you know, and, and then, you know, give it to my heart, actually, even before I respond, if I give it to my mind, I think of a response. Does that feel right in my heart? What I think we spoke about maybe the last show I was on the, the think. Is it truthful? Is it helpful? Is it um, necessary? Is it kind? I forget what the I is, Dr. Amy. Do you remember what the I is? Inspiring. <laughs> is it inspiring? You know, so yeah. these things. I saw it, you write all that down during that show there. You got to please refer to your notes. It's in my book. It's in all three of my books. Uh, yeah, and, and so every, every day, every month, every year, you know, if you dye beige fabric and indigo blue dye, the more you dip it, the deeper the color gets and the more vibrant. So you just, you have to keep at it. Don't ever give up on yourself. Don't ever mm. give up on that person you're trying to encourage. Beautiful. Good stuff. Well, I know Angela and I, we have a lot of childhood stories that we could share. We went down the same path. And the nice thing is, is as adults now and mentoring young athletes, teen athletes, kids as involved as our two spirits have become in this community, um, it's it wasn't a happenstance. It was because we could undo everything that was done <laughs> to us. Right. We can be the uh, watchful eye uh, to our kids. So and you've done so much in the community, Angela. It's called changing the pattern. Mm, that's it. Nice. Taking it and making a difference. Not just because something's handed you a certain way doesn't mean that it has to continue that way. Right. Yeah, you're a change maker breaker. <laughs> change maker breaker. That's it. All day. 
All right, let's do this. We got to take another break. We've got a lot of show left. We got Dr. Amy Salsman and how to catch a sneaky spider right after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. This is Dr. Amy Saltzman at stillquietplace.com and happy to be with Teen Sports Radio. And this morning, we're going to continue our discussion of how to spot a sneaky spider or how to spot an emotionally abusive coach teacher, music teacher, choir director, scout leader. So in the last three segments, I think that we have covered that a sneaky spider will make you feel special and promise you that they can help you uh, realize your dreams. They will separate you from people who might be pointing out that they're a spider, they'll make you separate from them, including they will separate you from your wise self, the part of you that knows that they're a spider. And they will be both kind of arrogant and humble. And they'll say how great they are one day. And then the next day they'll say, oh, I would never say that. Uh, Someone else might say that, but I wouldn't say that. So Those are the three patterns that we've covered so far. And the fourth pattern is um, getting you to lie. Uh, And they start with little lies. So it can be something simple, like they might say, you didn't finish your reps when actually you did finish your reps. Uh, Or they might say, you have a really bad attitude when actually you're kind of terrified and creeped out by them. But they make you feel bad or guilty. And so then you end up apologizing and saying, oh, I'm so sorry. I'll finish my reps or I'm so sorry. I'll do, you know, I'll do better. I'll be more respectful. And when they trick you into lying, then they um, they know that you'll lie. This goes back to what Christine was talking about, about integrity And when they know that you'll tell a little lie, then they'll try and get you to tell a bigger and a bigger lie. So I'm actually going to tell the story of one of the worst cases that I know, just because it makes this point super clear. So there was a gymnastics coach. I wouldn't necessarily call him a sneaky spider. He was more of an obvious spider, but he was abusing his gymnast and he was abusing his gymnast to the point that one girl couldn't take it anymore and she actually attempted suicide and um then when she came back to the gym 
he wasn't concerned about her and her health and well-being. He was concerned about his reputation. And he said he told her that she should lie and say that she had an allergic reaction. And then in addition to this, he tried to get her college coach who had offered her a scholarship to um, lie and say that not only had he not contacted her ever, but that he never offered her a scholarship. And all of this came out in a uh, grand jury investigation in Michigan, where a, a special agent for the state of Michigan actually testified that this is what happened under oath. So that means she promised to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. And she, this is what she had learned in talking to all these people. And the reason I tell this story, right, is this coach had been so intimidating and manipulative to the girl that she was willing to lie to her own detriment, like in a way that harmed herself um, because the coach was so manipulative. And again, they don't start with the big lies. They start with the little lies and they're kind of testing. Will she do it? Will she do it? And then they start to learn that if you do it, and I've done it myself, I've lied. Uh, a coach convinced me to lie about things that weren't true about myself. Um, and when they realize that you'll do it, then they, then they try for the bigger and the bigger lies. So that's the point for today for how to spot a sneaky spider. You know, that's really powerful. When I think back on some of the lessons that I learned as a kid from my parents, I had one situation where we went to go buy shoes at a huge store and there were so many people buying shoes. I noticed that some people were taking shoes from a expensive box and were replacing them into a box that was a cheaper box so that when they brought them up to the counter, they would be paying a cheaper price. And I learned as a young kid, my father would have been horrified if I would have done something like that. I'm, and when you think about integrity, you're like, oh, well, you know, it's only five bucks or something. You know, I didn't steal them. I paid anyway. But it's all those little things that build integrity and build character. The, the personal decision not to lie, not to steal, you know, to have integrity with honoring your word. It's a real personal decision and you get tested all the time. And that's right. I think the tricky thing is in these situations, it's a little bit it's a little bit different than an individual choice because the person, the, the athlete, we'll say, who's who's being convinced to lie isn't doing it kind of of their own accord. They're doing it under threat or duress. And it doesn't it doesn't make it right, but it does make it. Um, it's, this is the thing about sneaky spiders is that they're so manipulative that they kind of get into your head and your decisions aren't really your own. And I'm not saying that to excuse anybody, but I am, I want people to understand how it works and why some people, it's the same reason, right? That, uh, an abused spouse of any gender lies to protect their abuser, right? They're, 
it's a it's a complicated relationship that that tangles up love and fear and specialness. And so your decisions aren't clear or independent. So so arriving at your own in, integrity is much harder in those circumstances than in just walking into a store where it's you and the shoes and nothing else is influencing your decision. You know, yeah. this it reminds me interestingly enough of that Buddhist of the Buddhist story where a Buddhist teacher sent all of his students out and told them to steal something while nobody was watching. And and only one when one person came back and he said, I couldn't do it. And he said, Why? He said, I was the one watching. I was always watching me. And that he was the only one who actually got the lesson. Taught you got the lesson the teacher was trying to teach is that yeah. We know and when we lie, cheat, in my steal. Book yeah, adapted for sports. Like, if you're, are you going to take performance enhancing drugs, or are you going to cheat in some other way? So that story is in my book too. But I think it's important to distinguish between um, a young athlete who's de- kind of dependent or given their trust to an adult coach, and someone making an independent decision. Yeah. Nice. How do we get a hold of you, Doctor Amy? stillquietplace.com. Oh, and can I say two things? Um, I will be doing a free session for youth well for athletes, dancers, musicians on Saturday, February 6th at 4.30. So it's free uh, provided by youth well of Santa Barbara. Um, And then after that, the four Sundays after that, I will be offering um, a mindfulness for finding flow course um, for any interested athletes, musicians, dancers, debaters, whoever wants to come and play. Is there there an age limit to that? Uh, No, you know, 12, 12 and up. Nice. And if you're if you're really into it and you're 10 or 11, call me anyway. Yeah, there you go. So that's this is for just teen athletes or adults as well. Athletes, all athletes, all athletes. All right. Good stuff. Good trade. Thank you, Dr. Amy. All right. We've got some booga with Richard Ellsworth and Dominique Hackett right after these messages. Our teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Welcome back to Teen Sports Radio. This is Dominique Hackett, and I'm with Richard Ellsworth, the Santa Barbara Braille Institute. And I just wanted to talk real quick about a wonderful Huga thought. Huga, you can think of as cozy and comfortable. It's February, and a lot of people are starting their gardens. And a beautiful hygge thing to do is to bring plants inside. 
because we're inside studying and working and still kind of chilly outside. But there are some wonderful plants to have in your house that actually detoxify the air and give oxygen. And I know, Richard, you know the names of some of these wonderful plants. <laughs> Can you talk about some of the plants that maybe we should have by our bedside that would increase huga? Yeah, absolutely. This is one of my favorite topics. Um, so NASA did a study not too long ago to try and figure out how we could have cleaner air and more oxygen if we were of living on, of on the moon. Of course they did. <laughs> it was pretty cool if, if we were living on the moon, right? So they tested a bunch of different types of plants. Um, and they actually found out that the most air filtering plant there is is actually the Gerber daisy. So that's that's really neat. Um, and they look nice. So they're they're, you know, mentally appealing and um there's also uh, Mount Aloha, which is also called Peace Lily. Um, that filters a lot of uh, a lot of toxins out of the air. Um, you also have ones that produce a lot more oxygen, like your ferns. The so Boston fern is is uh, one of the the best ferns for that. Um, and also, uh, I call it Devil's Ivy, but I think there's another name, something vine that begins with a P. Um, but I, I've always called it just Devil's Ivy, and they have kind of like leaves that have a triangular point at the end. They're everywhere. And they, they, they kind of like spider down and, and actually spider plants also produce a lot of oxygen on that top on that note. Oh, and spider plants aren't uh, toxic. Yes. They're safe to eat. Well, if you're if your dog or cat can munch on them. <laughs> <laughs> well, the only thing that I'm looking forward to this weekend, because we've got to go, is getting in my tomatoes. OK, because my whole life I was in charge of the tomatoes. And every year, my tomatoes get bigger and bigger and bigger because I did let Dominique touch my tomatoes about four years ago, and she knocked it out. Okay, the whole harvest of large. I got cherry tomatoes. Okay, now we're doing the big tomato, and we love our beefsteak tomato. And Santa Barbara, get your tomatoes in this week. Hug it out. God bless you. See you next week. You're the best of my life. My life.